It's Monday, November 9th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. With me today, Mr. Bill Barker. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It is a big day in the market. It was, you know, it was already looking good Sunday night. The Dow futures were up on the news that, uh, in case you missed it, uh, while votes are still being counted, Joe Biden uh, will become the 46th president of the United States. And that was Sunday night. Things were looking good. And this morning, we get the news that Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine, which is in phase three trials, is more than 90% effective in participants who were not previously infected. And I suppose this should be expected. That news has set off all kinds of ripple effects across the market. The S&P 500 hitting a new high this morning. Airline stocks, hotel and travel stocks, cruise lines, theme parks, all up more than 10%. We're going to get to the stay-at-home stocks in a minute. But um, what do you see? Like, what, what goes through your mind when you see um, all of these categories of stocks broadly as a group rising at once? Uh, it, the first thing you see is, is a lot of stuff that's up dramatically today. Uh, and then you need to go back and see how they've done over the whole course of the year. And to be reminded that up 20% today doesn't mean these things are close to, in some cases, uh, getting back to where they started the year at before COVID was there. So in terms of a, a quick snapshot, it, it may look like there's some uh, overreaction uh, and but it's in the longer term, I don't think so. Just one of those stocks that I think fits that category of what you just described is AMC Entertainment, which is the largest movie theater chain in the world. Shares are up 60% today. And you look at that and you think, oh my goodness. And then you, as you indicated, you sort of back out a little bit and you say, oh, it's still down 50% for the year. Which in a normal year you'd think, oh my goodness, what what is happening to this stock? Um, some of these moves, however, uh, seem not crazy to me. Um, they they seem they seem reasonable. Um, Marriott, in particular, Marriott is just one of those uh, hotel operators that has been. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just sort of look at Marriott, and even three months ago, I thought to myself, I'm pretty sure Marriott's coming out of this okay on the other side, because at some point, we get the vaccine. Um, so, some of, the, some of what I'm seeing in hotel and travel, uh, booking holdings, um, Expedia, uh, you know, the rise that we're seeing in those shares today uh, makes sense to me. The the cruise lines, and I don't, I don't mean to pick on the cruise lines, but the cruise lines, um, uh, I'm less bullish on those as businesses than I am the airlines. Okay, yeah, well, they're they're um, less critical than the airlines. Now, unlike some of these things, I don't see the obvious competition over the long term to what cruises offer. That is the movie theater chains, and we've talked about this. Uh, there's really significant competition from what you can experience at home. Uh, the better, larger, clearer TV sets, uh, the extremely uh, 
a good value proposition of what you're getting from something like Netflix versus going out to a movie theater uh, and seeing one movie, especially in a family. So I think that what, yeah, AMC has sort of gotten partially up off of the floor, having been left for dead. Uh, it's It's got its last gasp, maybe better than that, maybe not uh, today. Uh, but you, you see where the competition is, is, uh, and has been coming for several years and this sped things up, but it doesn't, the, the fact that it looks very good today that we'll have a vaccine and people will be able to go to theaters doesn't change maybe the next 10 year trajectory for them. Cruises, I would say, I don't see how they're going to be Netflixed, uh, out of uh, existence. Um, airlines, of course, uh, are necessary, fundamental, don't have a great history of return to shareholders. Uh, but certainly, as soon as it is safe in everybody's mind to fly again, they're going to start flying, uh, both to catch up on all the vacations that they wanted to be taking right now. Um, I think a lot of uh, work travel is is going to go away to a degree of uh, you know, Zoom has has replaced the need for a lot of that face to face stuff. Uh, so, uh, different different long term projections, of course, for every every single one of these industries. But they're all back to life today. One more group that we haven't mentioned yet that's back to life, at least in terms of the stocks: mall based retail, Macy's, Nordstrom, Kohl's, all up more than ten percent today. Simon Property Group is going to report after the bell today, and uh, the last time I looked this morning, the stock was up twenty percent. Yeah, I, I, there is. Uh, this is not going to come fast enough to save uh, a mall-based Christmas. That is the the timeline for people actually having a vaccine under the best case scenario in large numbers is going to be. The second quarter of next year, uh, but you know there there will be a time uh, middle of next year where I think that malls see significantly more traffic than they're seeing today. Uh, again, I think it just falls into, hey, how was the future looking for malls twelve months ago? Not great, you know. More and more purchasing going online that sped up. Uh, malls will get to have a, a second act uh, once uh, people are gathering in large numbers indoors again. But the competition over the longer time frame, still, you got to say malls have got uh, a lot, a lot of competition coming at them. On the flip side, uh, some of the stay-at-home stocks, uh, the ripple effect for them is, of course, a negative one. Zoom video, Peloton. Uh, just two of the stocks down more than 10% today. Although, uh, you know, I, I feel like the same thing is true just uh, in opposite form of, of what you said, where it's like, it's like okay, um, I, I get that Peloton and Zoom video have had really good runs in 2020. Uh, I suppose if I were a short-term trader, maybe I'd be making this trade too. Do we really feel like the the future for these two businesses is significantly darker than it was a day ago. Like I, I don't know. Like like on some level, part of me looks at everything that's happening today, and and I'm I'm not doing any transacting today. But but one of my thoughts is, hey, everybody seems to be acting like it's a big surprise that there's a vaccine. 
It's like, didn't we all know they were working on a vaccine? Like we, we knew this day was coming at some point, didn't we? Yeah, uh, we did know something was coming. And I think this was this look, the uh, data that is out so far today, and it's still incomplete, but it is better than even the optimists were hoping for in terms That's of true. 90%, better than 90%. They're actually rounding down to 90%, uh, uh, Pfizer is, from what I understand, based on uh, not wanting to oversell this. Uh, so it's at the maybe even beyond the high end of what you could have optimistically been hoping for. The timeline was basically uh, comfortably in the optimistic but realistic uh, timeline. Uh, and there still may be some hiccups in between now and when this all really goes away. Uh, so I think that, th that look, there, there was the, the pre-market uh, 300 Dow Point-ish uh, Biden presidency move that was expected uh, as of, you know, pre-market late last night. And then this is uh, both uh, the optimistic uh, stuff we were hoping for and the better than optimistic. So it's, it's, all, it's all good today, isn't it? Ironically, though, shares of Pfizer yeah, up 5%, 6%. Sleepy year. Get to work, guys. Get to work. Do something. This stock has been flat for the year. Uh, it was 39.20 uh, at the close of 2019. It's 39.70, 80, 90, something like that at, at the moment. Come on. What do you <laughs> get to work? You're chastising the people at <laughs> Pfizer? I'm just, well, this is the problem. This is the problem with extracting stories from stock moves at times. It's uh, phenomenal work. So uh, they're taking uh, uh, cautious uh, victory laps out there today. Very thrilled at the data that they have in hand right now, while continuing to to say that there are additional steps and and these are necessary, and that the process is uh, the way it is to you know have the the safe uh, uh, the safe outcomes that that we expect out of our our healthcare system. So um, a great year for actual. Uh, performance uh, in terms of the stock, you know, it's it's not uh, not your best performing stock this year, uh, but the the stuff that is the best performing stuff this year is having the weakest day today. Let's move on to some of the earnings news. Shares of McDonald's uh, hovering in the plus or minus one percent. Uh, today. Uh, McDonald's had a good third quarter report. Profits were higher than expected. Revenue looked good. Um, same store sales in the United States were up a little more than four and a half percent. Not that I thought that these results were going to set the stock on fire, but uh, I thought there'd be, you know, this coupled with the news of the vaccine, I thought we'd see a little bit more boost in McDonald's shares this morning. Well, yeah, maybe give it a little bit more than a day as, as people are getting more excited about buying up the stuff that had been beaten down much more than McDonald's had been. So in terms of let's go value shopping today, it's not attracting quite the same amount of interest. Uh, but yeah, very normal looking numbers. If this was a report that came out and you had not uh, been around for any of 2020, so, you know, comps 4.6% in the U.S., weaker globally, but, uh, you know, earn, earnings pretty good. Yeah, all the numbers, all the percentages up or down 
look comfortably in what you're used to seeing in, in other contexts. It's not the plus 120% growth that, you know, the most COVID uh, benefited stocks have seen. It's not negative 30% uh, as, you know, some of the, the second quarter results were for some industries. So, uh, you know, longer term, the only interesting thing here is uh, the McPlant news. I was going to say, if there's not a big reaction in McDonald's shares, uh, shares of Beyond Meat falling close to 10% this morning on the news that uh, in 2021, McDonald's is coming out with uh, a plant-based burger of their own. Have you had any of these plant-based burgers? Not burgers, no. I had the uh, the Dunkin' uh, breakfast sandwich, the Beyond, uh, yeah, the Beyond sandwich. Are you a buyer? Uh, well, I bought that one time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they've continued to offer it, have they not? Uh, they have continued to offer it. Uh, I think I may have said on this show before that the, the, the problem. So the the Beyond sausage uh, in the breakfast sandwich at, at Dunkin' um, very good, uh, very tasty, good texture. All like pretty much everything I'm looking for out of that ingredient. It was the rest of it. It was it was the you know the on this English muffin, which was was one of those things that uh, reminds people like me that uh, Duncan is really good at donuts, but when it comes to other uh, bread-based, you know, sort of flour-based breakfast pastries, they're, you know, and sandwiches, that kind of thing, yeah, they're not good with the English muffins or the bagels. So, but the, the, the Beyond Sausage was good. Throw that plant-based uh, sausage between a couple of donuts. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying Serve just it that get, way? like run out to the grocery store, just <laughs> buy some some uh, English muffins, and just uh, let you know let someone else do the work. Well, so yeah, getting back to McDonald's, uh, obviously they've got a, an enormous uh, base of sales that uh, they're going to be able to deliver, and if they're producing their own. Uh, McPlant and and not um, either acquiring in the ingredients from Beyond and and now offering a competition uh, to Beyond and ultimately maybe providing some of that to others. Uh, yeah, not great news for for Beyond. Although they've they've had a pretty good time of it, so it's their it's their turn to get a little bit of a, a you know decline in their price. Last Friday, after the market closed, Berkshire Hathaway released its third quarter report. And for the second quarter in a row, the headline is Warren Buffett buying back his own stock. Um, this time, it was a record $9 billion worth of shares. And Berkshire Hathaway, that stock up 5 6% today. Yeah, up 5 6%, like a lot of other things. Uh, so... I think buying back the the shares that that comes out uh, at a good time, but another sort of a weak ish year for the stock. Uh, they are going into the day down almost eight percent, so this gets you back to uh, close to where the year started and underperforming the S and P obviously as as it has for you know several years. Uh, they've they've got a lot of old economy industries in the conglomerate, and those are going to um, wake back up uh, quite a bit more in a COVID vaccine era. Uh, but still, there's there's not that terribly much to get excited about here. It's it's going to look more like the S&P 500 than, than not at most times. 
Uh, Let me ask you a completely unfair question. (laughs) Do you think, um, do you think that Warren Buffett's lieutenants left to their own devices? um, And I know they have their own portfolios, but I think like if they basically had complete control, do you think they're doing more buying of other stocks in the past three months than uh, what we just saw from Buffett and Charlie Munger? Uh, I know it's an unfair question. I'm asking you to speculate um, in a manner that is completely unreasonable. And yet I asked it anyway. Yeah. So I agree with you that it's unfair and that any answer that I would give is probably worthless. That said, I would hope so. Right. I would hope that uh, the guys that they've got in uh, are looking at things with different eyes than Munger and Buffett that they have found people whose skills complement Buffett and Munger's because they've, they've got their uh, routines down and Buffett's evolved uh, somewhat, you know, having made the major purchases of Apple that, that he's made, but you would hope that they're not looking for clones of uh, what they themselves uh, have, have perfected in a different era. All right. Let me ask you a much more reasonable and fair question. Have Thank you had God. have have you had any plant based burgers? I'm like I'm just I'm trying to think ahead to 2021. Am I going to give this? Like I've I've had the chance to, you know, if I really wanted to go out of my way, I could go to I could find a Burger King and buy an Impossible Whopper or something like that. Like I don't know. I just uh, I. I realize that people like me are the market, and I'm I'm not interested. But I'm curious if if you've ever gone down this road before. No. No, I mean, it's not uh, something that I've taken a stand against. It's just never, uh, and I see more and more of that choice in the grocery store uh, next to the stuff that I'm actually buying. Uh, so it, it, it's in eyesight more and more, and I'm sure I will try it within the next year or two. Why not? It might be good, and it's probably going to be better you know, in the near future than it is today. I haven't ever heard anybody tell me, Oh my God, you got to, you got to try this. It's just as good, right? Nobody's ever said that to me. And at the point at which that occurs, uh, I might go fully in because if I were allowed to eat all of the red meat that I want to eat, um, (laughs) well, I probably wouldn't be around for very long. Right. Yeah, sure. There's that. So I'm, I'm hoping that there's reason for me to hear that this is phenomenal and I have to, eat uh, all the plant-based uh, burgers that I can because I'll, I'll be there. Uh, you and I have said this uh, to one another for years that, uh, you know, at some point uh, down the road, if, if the doctor comes to either one of us and says, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing we can do at this point. You know, you, you have, you know, three to six months and, and that's going to be it. And we'll try and make you as comfortable as possible. Um, uh, you know, one of our reactions is going to be, well, okay, it's just, <laughs> it's time to, it's time to eat all the bacon I can get my hands on. Um, uh, and, and I bring this up uh, because uh, I, uh, of the passing of, of uh, someone who has been in our homes for 30 plus years and uh, was a delight. Uh, and that's Alex Trebek. 
uh, the passing of Alex Trebek. And if anyone um, missed uh, any of the tributes over the weekend on social media or obituaries, just like just one of those things that uh, um, reaffirms uh, my faith in humanity. One of those like, oh, he appears to be every bit as good a person, uh, you know, by all accounts as as was projected on the television screen. Um, uh, although it, among other things, it, it did give me the opportunity to explain to my teenagers um, the Saturday Night Live version of Jeopardy, um, where Alex Trebek, uh, when it was Celebrity Jeopardy, he was just tolerating, just barely hanging on Will Ferrell as, as Alex Trebek, just tolerating really, really dumb guests. Well, and, Burt and Reynolds, Sean Connery, and others. Sean Connery also having passed uh, in the last uh, week or week and a half, whatever it is now. That uh, uh, yeah, it's, I saw somebody connect those two dots uh, on a Twitter um, post, and that it is something that all all children uh, should be exposed to: the uh, Saturday Night Live uh, Jeopardy. Uh, and and the Black Jeopardy that they've done more recently, uh, which is also uh, good comedy. And uh, Trebek, yeah, people were falling all over themselves to bring up stories if they had them um, of, of personal interactions with him uh, or knowledge of things that he had done or the effects that uh, he had had on their lives. So um, it was uh, uh, really nice to see see that kind of uh, universal acclaim for not just his work, but his, his life. Hopefully he, uh, you know, uh, just thought of Warren Zevon, um, who, whose advice in the, in the last days of his life was enjoy every sandwich. Just so hopefully Alex got to do that down the home stretch. Boy, this is a melancholy way to end the show. Sorry I mean, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, go back to stock prices. They're up a billion points. Right now, everybody who owns stocks is phenomenally happy at, at things. And, and many, 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 many people are happy with the uh, election results, uh, including the market, uh, which got, I think, the, the, the seemingly Republican Senate element of the outcome of the election still to be determined by the runoffs in Georgia. But the odds are uh, favorable that uh, it'll be either be a Republican majority, even if it were to be a 50-50 split, I don't think that that would be the kind of uh, mandate where the, the corporate tax uh, increase that uh, was part of the Biden tax proposal could, could really be likely pulled off. So, I mean, that's something that the market is, is kind of wallowing in uh, as well today. Well, and, and to go back to the stocks for a second, I mean, this is why uh, we constantly talk about having a diversified portfolio, because if you've got, you know, you know, if you've got Zoom video in your portfolio and Peloton, and you also have, you know, Disney and Starbucks, it's like, all right, there, there have been points during the year where Peloton and Zoom Video were, were carrying the day for you. Um, today, it's the reverse. It's, it's Disney and Starbucks that are um, uh, boosting your portfolio while stocks like Zoom Video and Peloton take a little bit of a haircut. But again, all the more reason to um, you know, diversify as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a good day for value investors, and they have not had uh, terribly many of them 
this year. But if you look at the the sort of style box chart of returns, it's it's small caps. This is I think the first uh, new high for Russell 2000, the best known small cap index uh, in over two years. And so, you know, the number of new highs last year and this year for the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 uh, is out of all proportion to, uh, you know, the rest of, of the market. And that's, uh, it's nice, nice that small cap investors are, have, have finally got their money back. If they uh, put something down in August of 2018, they're, they're back to even. Bill Barker, always good talking to you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market for Glory. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.